Hey, welcome to the Junto Show. I'm Lance, and I'm woke with jokes. Hey, I'm Johnny Wynn, founder of TheVentureOut.com, the best way to start your day and optimize your day. So go sign up today. And I am Bo, and I'm just, you know, just showing up, hanging out. Really? Is that why you're here? <sighs> I, I'm here for the laughs. And I'm here for the beer. And the beer. I'm here for the beers. <laughs> All right, well, welcome everybody to our illustri- illustrious show. Today is Friday, September 7th, 2018, and the Junto is a club Benjamin Franklin founded way back when America was great. The purpose of the Junto was to debate questions of politics, morals, and natural philosophy. Our show's not quite that stuffy, but here and there we stumble upon something profound between the geeky jokes. <laughs> All right, uh, I guess we're going to go ahead and get things started. With our first segment. Oh, oh, go ahead. Also, I do want to do a quick shout out to our Patreon uh, page. Uh, so, patreon.com slash Junto Show. And this is the place where you can donate a buck or two, you know, help you know, keep us going, feed us some rice. Should you spell Junto Show? No. They, they know us. It's, okay. I mean, well, they, well they, I'm just thinking, well, like, the people who don't know, they go H U N T O. Well, that's probably what's holding us back. Yeah. You're right. It's J U N T O Show. Wait. <laughs> patreon.com patreon.com it, it's in the show notes yeah it's it? junto with a j it better be in the show notes yes well don't you look <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay well hey we'll go there it's great and you'll get access to uh, premium episodes that we we uh tape special for our donators or our patron our patrons and we talk about all kinds of uh, wildness including today's episode where we talk about the confirmation hearings for supreme court justice brett kavanaugh and how it is good and or bad for America. Find out? <laughs> That's what we like to call in the industry a teaser. <laughs> you got anything, Johnny? No, that's good. All right, let's get things started with our first segment, Hot Take News. Good evening. I'm Ron Burgundy, and this is what's happening in your world tonight. Okay, so the first thing I have here is uh, I was listening to a podcast or reading an article or something, and it was just like, uh, basically, long story short, the, sto- the state of Oklahoma is a mess. It's uh, crazy. They tried some crazy tax cutting experiment there and then just like really slashed all the taxes to, to super low levels. And now uh, all their public, well, not all, but a lot of their public services are underfunded. They uh, And the thing I want to focus on here that I saw, saw was the most, not the most crazy, but the most crazy was that the schools in Oklahoma are now going to four day school days, school weeks, because they can't afford <laughs> to have them yeah. open five days a week. Yeah. I, I, I'm just speechless. This is like. <laughs> This is like the opposite trend that I would take Finlandia. And by the way, Finlandia is my made-up country that if I ran one day, it would be year-round schools, <laughs> right? Mandatory. For, mandatory year-round schools for longer hours, too. Like, it makes no sense to me. And it's, and it's been explained to me before from people who actually own kids. <laughs> uh, do, you, do, you, do you know, do you, do you know uh, Thomas Jefferson? <laughs> <laughs> so, so there's people who own kids. Uh, I declare uh, these taxes are too high. Fans self with. I declare. I'm gonna go buy me some old kids. <laughs> That'd be kind. Of, I wish I could, but. <laughs> uh, anyways, so they, they get the Magnitsky Act reversed, you can go get your Russian. <laughs> <laughs> but they, 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 they're explained is primarily driven by the bus drivers, because driven, driven by the bus drivers. Yeah, 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 yeah. I where, like that. where they have to pick That's up good. a certain batch of kids early enough in the morning, drop them all off. Let's say like middle school or something. And then the next wave, like say high school, starts an hour or two later because by that point all the buses are freed up again. They go pick up all the high schoolers, drop them off at school, and so forth. So, so, that, so that's why the grade levels 
depending what um, what school you're in, is, is staggered like that. Is that what it is? Yeah. Who who goes first, older kids or the younger kids? Probably older kids. You would think, but I I, I don't know. Okay. But the whole point being, like, come on, most adults work eight to five jobs, and what kids are staggered now? Some kids don't go to school till nine o'clock. So what's a parent supposed to do? Daycare. Uh, or- but that's an undue burden on them now. Like, why not just have year-round school? And make it go from like eight to four. Oh, because there is a level at which the kids are like hard to focus. So part part of this, and they lose focus after a certain amount yeah, of time. Don't tell an Asian parent that. <laughs> There's no such thing. And well, that is why they're crazy rich. So the um, so but as part of this four day school week thing, they added an extra forty five minutes onto the school day, uh, and and that's what it was. But it says class sizes have ballooned, art and foreign language programs have shrunk or disappeared. And with no money for new textbooks, children go without. And so, looking into it more, the wild thing was that it they like uh they said that closing the schools on Fridays didn't really save that much money. Mm-hmm. But what it did was was allowed. It was kind of used as a teacher recruiting tool because it's like, oh man, I get like a three day three day weekend all the time. True. And they needed to recruit more teachers because they were having such a hard time keeping teachers because they pay on such crappy wages because the taxes are so low and they Which have is also horrible. Yes, <laughs> yeah, yes, so it's like yes. they it's it's a, because of the funding, but it's a, a roundabout thing. Yeah. Uh, they said they uh, but uh, it says of five hundred thirteen districts in Oklahoma, ninety six have lopped off Fridays or Mondays, triple the number from twenty fifteen, and four times as many in twenty thirteen, and an additional forty four are considering cutting. All right, so uh, get those depressing all around, man. Ah, well, so what the thing is, though, so the, the thing to take away from that is that certain political constituencies think that the, the, the most important thing you can do for while you're in office or when you have power is to cut taxes. Just cut, cut, cut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And but, that, that, you know, sometimes your government is paying for things you care about. And when yeah, you take yeah. away your tax base like that, then you start losing out. And that's why, like, Oklahoma and some of these other red states ha- are like 40th and 50th. In, in education and teacher salaries it's, and things like that. That's why okay. teachers are all it, walking out. It's it's going to be okay. We have Betsy DeVos on the case. <laughs> it's okay, guys. Just give it a little more time. It'll come back around. You know, I, I will say, though, I'm, yeah, keep the optimism. Man. There is a part of me that's keep. glad that this experiment happened in a state that is not where I live. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, you can we can kind of look at this as an example and be like, uh, Oklahoma, they're a dumpster fire, and I don't want that near. Well, I don't want that over here. I, w- I wish it was that cut and dry because I bet money that the same types of people that screwed this state over like that are going to retain power uh, in, yeah. in that state. I, I think Bo raised a good point, though. I, I think that's one of the beauties, actually, of having 50 states. 50 states who are somewhat autonomous enough to go experiment and do some of these things. Yeah. If only we were smart enough to actually pull the best from the best and say, oh, you know what? That state's doing it fantastic. Let's do it like that, but it doesn't happen that way. And uh, ideology yeah. is getting away too much, right? I think it sometimes happens in Wakanda. Yes, yes, in Wakanda. Yes. Well, so like uh, Obamacare was a thing that happened in Massachusetts. Uh, was Massachusetts yeah, yeah. And that was brought it to the federal level. Yep. Yeah. yeah, you know. So to the, to the extent that that's a good thing, that's because of one of the was it laboratories. Yeah, and it was Mitt Romney. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which it was every I time that. I hear all that, that, I'm like, I'm just like, oh, God, and he was against it. <laughs> yeah, <man. laughs> crazy. Uh, Okay, so on to more uh, school-related news. It says you can have a band class or a cop, but not both. So what? Oh. <laughs> uh, Central, <laughs> Central Florida charter schools struggled to pay for on-campus officers required by the new law. 
So mm-hmm. after the, the shooting in Parkland, Florida passed this law where it was like, uh, you can, uh, we're going to give you funds to arm teachers or to like uh, get a school resource officer. But this is in Oklahoma, though. No, this is this is in Florida. Okay, but you were saying band class or cop. This is Florida. Yes, this okay. particular article is about Florida. Okay, you know, a little, little home base stuff. Um, it says, uh, and it was specific to charter schools, but the issue was kind of uh, all over. It says that two West Orange County schools combined are getting $35,000 in, quote, safe schools money as part of the new law. Uh, but having an officer on campus every school day will cost them $81,000. So why does this come out of the education budget? This is what I don't get. Because it's for schools. The officer would be in school. Like, where else would it come from? Well, okay, so... Law this, enforcement, uh, I guess? Yeah, I mean, I'm thinking, like, the the line item for police budget is... Apparently, they're separate. Different, yeah. I, they I'm, should be separate, right? Well, well no, like, uh, I know somebody who works for Georgia school police or whatever okay. and they were saying that they no longer work for the georgia police department they work for like the georgia school police department or something. Oh, that's just weird yeah okay. that's i don't i don't yeah. like it yeah. i don't understand it you would think they'd be held up to the same standards as a regular police i mean that's same, what same, i, I don't know that they, that they, they are, are a police officer yeah, same physical fitness same uh, knowledge of the law yeah it's literally it's, it's not like yeah no it's like out. it's like a I don't know, a shell game, it seems like. Yeah. It says that the schools rated their technology budget to make up the $45,000 difference for this school year, but they're not sure how they can manage beyond that. So it's a, it's a mess. Well, there, there is something that I would say about textbooks, right? So I do think that textbooks are a racket. Oh, school yeah. School textbooks are a racket. Anybody who's been to college. <laughs> Anybody who's been to college, you know, you go to high school or, or whatever. Uh, the I, I've... Don't know much about the the textbook market, I guess you'd mm-hmm. say, but I do know that you go from one year to the next, you getting a new edition may or may not actually be that. Okay, but that's and what and how useful do you know how do how many students actually read through the textbooks? No, oh, well, you need a textbook. Okay, so I think well, that's more that's it's a racket in college for sure, where they're like you have to yeah. buy the second edition, the third edition, or whatever, and they change like a couple practice questions and then you end up paying an extra 500 bucks that's that's true but i think the bigger problem in like the state schools that i hear about is like these because of bad funding or, or lack of funding is that a lot of kids have like 12 year old books and things like that, and, and the books are really outdated it's not like a problem of how, how how's it outdated isn't math math well no. isn't, <laughs> isn't history in the well, they history? don't take six math classes yeah but if the last president you get taught about is bill clinton <laughs> like that's not that's good that's fine <laughs> maybe he's better off that way do you no. really want to know what came after Clinton? <laughs> yes, and also like <laughs> no, <I wouldn't. laughs> the, the history that I was taught in Alabama public yeah, schools yeah. or whatever. I I hope and pray that they update the way that the Civil War is covered yeah. for for the new kids because it's so so crazy biased. It's, it's oh, funny. were they like? Yeah. And then the South one. It was more like it's like it's like a, it's like a picture <laughs> of uh was it the Monopoly guy from <laughs> the Uncle Pennyback from Monopoly coming down and like killing a bunch of uh, Southern children because he such he hates freedom so much. It's like it's what they teach me. In, oh, <laughs> and yeah. it's like oh, if if the North didn't come down here and start so much trash, there would never have been a civil war. Yeah. So I'm like oh okay, all right. Yeah. Actually, uh, segueing on uh, the history books for a second, I I always found it troublesome that. History never covered Eastern history. That's you know, it's, I mean, it's you like, like we spend so much time on Europe history. Oh, West, and then yeah, there's div- a big argument and, in that. You know, and that covers what, like maybe a thousand years, two thousand years, right? Well, so but then you get to Asia, which is which has been around a lot longer, with a lot more history, civilized history kind of thing. Yeah. You know? and you get like one chapter out of that. Yeah, that is kind of so. 
I think in the in the so there's kind of like this Western history, Eastern history thing, and I think if you were to take encompass uh, all of Western history and all of Eastern history, I, I honestly think that Western history just has more uh, more people writing. Yes, you know, so there's more. There is, I think, more written. I think there's probably more people writing in English about it. I, yes, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I would, yeah. yeah. I don't know how Western history. I mean, Eastern history gets down, but I assume they're keeping track of it too. And it's just, I'm sure China finds enough Chinese history to talk about in Chinese schools. <laughs> yeah, and I think the story goes like the, the Chinese civilization rose to to a point in technology where they built all the ships, start started exploring the world. Realized nobody else was out there at their level, so they came back home, burned their ships. Like you know, we'll, we'll just stay here. You and, know, then, and, then, and, then, and the world grew up around them. So it's a story I'm not sure is verified, but I've heard that. Yeah, I've heard that. So I guess with a different mindset too, right? Because I think if a European people, and well, really, it is it's what happened is that they go to a place and they find out that it's not civilized or whatever. They're like, they don't go back home and, and rest up. They're like slaves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take you over. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, uh, the good old slave joke. All right, and uh, let's see, last topic here. Uh, uh, let's, let's go ahead and call this the good news. All right, so um, mm, it's bad and good. So <laughs> <laughs> you can't help it. You can't help it. Yeah, everything is great. All right, uh, people are burning their Nike gear after learning oh, that yes. Nike made <laughs> Colin Kaepernick the face of their thirtieth anniversary. Just do it. Campaign. Okay, that's good. <laughs> is it? It's so stupid. This is okay. So I was thinking about this after I saw these people like cutting the swooshes out of their socks, and I'm like, okay, w- way to go, buddy. You win. So, <laughs> I'm gonna wear Adidas. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, once your ankles broke, <laughs> you know, wearing some Pumas, <laughs> trying to do anything. So I have coined a new term that I'm calling hashtag freedom, F R E E D U M B, and freedom. That sounds pretty unique. Yes, I didn't Google it, so it might be out there. Okay. It is it is your ability to express yourself by burning and destroying the things that you've already purchased. <laughs> <laughs> there was a, a thing, I think like uh, Keurig said something bad about uh, Sean Hannity or something a little while ago when people were like throwing the Keurigs out the window. <laughs> Keurig. <laughs> and then, and that That's was the it. silliest thing ever. It's so wild. It, there's, there's been like four things this year. The people burning their Nikes now because they're, uh, they're supporting Colin Kaepernick, who... How dare he take a knee for for people getting killed unjustly? And uh, let me see. I think there was like a few more. I, there was a thing where like people were buying Starbucks, but then like get, getting a uh, Merry Christmas written on the on the cups yeah, because yeah, of the yeah. Christmas. I'm like yeah. you bought the Starbucks, dude. Yeah. <laughs> but you showed your freedom. So I got <laughs> two questions for points here. Yes. Question one: Is Nike doing this because they want to make the make a, a stand and they want to be known for something? Or are they doing it purely for uh, commercial and marketing? Mm, I mean, they are a company, but who knows? Um, but I'm asking for your opinion. What do you what What do you think Nike really is thinking in the deep dark corners and their board? You know, I think Nike is taking the long game. So I think that what they're going to do is they're going to look back in ten years ago, you know, so like ten years from now and say, you know, we took the bold stance of standing behind Mr. Kaepernick, and then that gives them some kind of Moral ground, moral credibility okay. going forward. You know, it's like for every Colin Kaepernick you sponsor, it lets you open up three more sweatshops in, in uh, developing Cause, countries. Because <laughs> I'm pretty sure they would have done the analytics and analysis to show that hey, yeah, we may get some backlash, but overall, we're gonna get so much word of buzz. We're on the news all the time and stuff, and we no. will survive this. And in the end, we will become a better known brand. Oh, well, they're already like the. Yeah. Number one, number one brand in forever. I think Jordan might have just overtaken them, but I think they also half own Jordan. 
So I th- I think Nike knows where their bread is buttered. Yeah. They uh they have their hand in football and basketball and uh in tennis. That I know so, of. And probably a bunch of other sports and, and football and basketball are both like eighty percent black. Okay, so so and the number and the person I know they sponsor in tennis is Venus Williams and Serena Williams. Yeah. So uh Lance, tell me uh give me a brand that you like that's not Nike. Well, okay, so just, what, just give me a brand. Um Lacosta. <laughs> I like I like Apple products. Apple products. Okay, so let's say in this hypothetical scenario, Apple comes out and says, "Hey, we support Trump and Sessions and DeVos and all mm-hmm. that they do and all those people and all their principles. Hey, let's go build that wall. Yeah. Let's separate those uh, kids from their families at the border. All this stuff. Let, let's say they go out and do all this stuff. We stop buying Apple for sure. Well, no, you for buy sure. an Apple Watch and then you smash it with oh. a hammer. <laughs> yes. I, I will use my freedom. <laughs> I will buy that five thousand dollar laptop and then smash it. I'll show them. Yeah, that's, uh, that's what you and do. then I'll then I'll write say no to Trump. As long as you do it on YouTube, like it counts as as, yeah. a, as a net positive. I, 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 have, guess, I guess my only point is the opposite is also true, where the people who are cutting the swishes out of their shirts, like, oh yeah, hey, you do what you gotta do, man. You make a stand. You stop buying Nike products. More power to you, I guess. Uh, well, that's it. I, I have. I mean, anybody that knows me knows I've got like twelve boycotts going right now, and I have. A, I have a little list of things I check in before I buy any paper products. Really? <laughs> what are your really? boycotts? What are your boycotts? I'm. Uh, I've been boycotting Papa John's way before he said the N word because okay. I, I knew it was in there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I try not to shop at Walmart because of the the Walton family and their ties to um uh, causes I don't I don't support. Okay. I had a thing going against Chick Fil A back when they're anti LGBT. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, donations came out, but then they said they apologized, and so I trust them. Oh. And also, the food's delicious. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't gone back to. I used to eat Waffle House way more than anybody should, and I have not gone to Waffle House in maybe four months because of the way they handled the um, the uh, various uh, police getting called on black people in there, and the, and the corporate uh, didn't respond in the way I liked. I actively support Starbucks, even though the coffee is way too yeah. expensive because they're a very liberal company and they support causes I like. So I boycott and I also go towards stuff. Let me see, I, I boycott any Coke Brothers products. Whenever I'm in a grocery store shopping, I have a. Uh, yeah, I don't even know what products Coke Brothers. Everything it's that one's hard to do. They own they own everything. Okay. But like I have a little list I check um, before I buy my my tissue and my toilet paper because they own a bunch of paper companies like Georgia Pacific. And I think, oh, they own Georgia Pacific. Yeah, they own everything. Dude. Oh wow, Georgia Pacific is a huge company. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And I don't. Go, I don't shop. I don't buy BP gas, both because of the oil spill and because of their ties to Iran <laughs> from okay. back in the twenties. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's hard. It's a hard yeah. life being this petty, Johnny. <laughs> is, is, is Chris Brown anywhere on that list? Uh, I don't buy his albums, <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I only buy his concert tickets when pr- prompted to by you know loved ones. <laughs> All right. Okay. All uh, right. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, I, I definitely do that. So, But the positive thing there that we want to get out of the good news is that apparently they've been sponsoring him in the background the whole time. And so Colin Kaepernick is, uh, though being blacklisted by the uh, by the NFL, a sport that he excelled in, went to the Super Bowl, and is by far not the worst quarterback in the league had he been playing. And, but is being... Uh, well, he bla- might not be that good anymore. You know, it's been- He says he's been practicing every day, but you know, I, don't, I really don't know uh, about that. You got to play. <laughs> yeah, I think so too. But even still, like at the point at which he's, he got blackballed, he was at... I'm not even a football expert, but from what I hear, he was in in the upper middle of quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I would say he's top 15. Yeah, so um, yeah, he took a stand. Oh, is it? Was it? You should stand for something even if you lose everything. Yeah. Who said that? That's a, that's like the tagline on his uh, commercial. Oh, yeah. that's, okay. That's his line. Yeah. yeah. All right. And that's the hot take news.
For all of us here at News Center 4, I'm Ron Burgundy. You stay classy, San Diego. We'll be right back after this. Well, welcome back, folks. This is Johnny. Lance. And Bo. Cue music. <laughs> <laughs> and enter the captain's ray room, please. Chains forged. First speech censured, the first thought forbidden, the first freedom denied. Chains is all irrevocable. No one should feel obligated to join this mission. I believe that I can do more. Hasn't that been the problem all along? You've never been willing to do what's necessary to attain it. So, I got a uh, a question for you all. First okay. officer, Bo reporting. Oh yeah, yeah. And science officer Lance. Science officer? Yeah, I've been I've been science officer every time. All right. In the uh, on the bridge. Bo, you trying to say I can't be science officer? No, no, I think you do. Bo, I think you strike me more as a counselor though. Oh, okay. Bo's a counselor? Oh, uh, counselor Bo. <laughs> how, how does how does counselor Troy report? Uh, in a very sexy uh, deep cut V-neck uh, dress. <laughs> <laughs> um, I forgot where I came across this, but so icebreakers, opening lines. Um, Are these like pickup lines? It could be. Okay. Like. But but we also use it in the business setting too. You know, like sometimes you walk into a meeting, you don't know anybody, and they do these icebreakers, or you do some networking event, and they do some icebreakers. Go around the room, tell somebody that you know that they don't know about you, or oh. or, or, or this icebreaker where you say three things by yourself. One of them is fake, and then they have to guess which one they think is the fake one. I did a really really you fun know? one of these. I forgot what it was, but like when done properly, yeah. These like this, uh, hey everybody, you know we're gonna, do, we're gonna build our team. We're all gonna get together and. When it's t- tell me three fun facts about you. I forgot what it was, but I was yeah. like, "Man, this is really great." <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh man, I've I've yet to be in one where I'm like, I would I enjoy this. <laughs> really? Mostly, it's like, get me out of this <laughs> nightmare. There, there, there's one I've heard of. I, I I have never been subjected to this one yet. Is we're in this room. So three of us are in this room, and we have to start pointing to objects in the room, and yell out a, a name, but it can't be the actual name of the object. Right, so it's like so. I'm pointing at what is a lamp, but I would say, "Cat," and we just keep rotating through. So somehow, okay. And the point of this, I thought, right? it, would be, I thought it would be like your turn, Lance. Light holder. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought it was like that. No, it's gonna be something totally different than what it is. And the whole point here is to break down our genie, because um, <laughs> once you get into a group setting, especially the bigger the group the less you want to be wrong about something or look stupid or look like you're an outlier. You, you start yeah. conforming to things. Mm-hmm. So you start becoming quiet. But through this icebreaker exercise, we all get to laugh and feel comfortable about, hey, it's okay being wrong. It's okay being off the wall. It's okay being that. And what the um, the uh, person I listened to was talking about is saying how over time, you notice the people doing this and they're so worried about saying the, a good wrong name. Like they, they like they take it that seriously. Like, oh, I better come up with a good wrong name for that lamp, or else people would judge me for I didn't come up with a creative enough. I'm the best at being the worst. Yeah. <laughs> okay, it's a real go getter. Yeah. So there's a the power of breaking down that wall over that. You know, but but I guess that's what all icebreakers are, right? Even when you go out to social situations, nah, I don't think it's a, I, I, what? Not, not that part about like getting used to being wrong. I think an icebreaker is to like, well, one break the ice. 
and two of the good ones I think are they, like you you walk away uh, with people's names and or something about them, which is separate from like. So like the one you're talking about is good for an organization at work or something, mm-hmm. where it's like uh, okay yeah you know you need to to to, to shake off the cobwebs about or, or the inhibitions about being wrong about something you know because we want a free flow of ideas here. Yeah, but um, in a different scenario. You- so, so and so in the social situations, especially when you try and pick up somebody, there's that concept of throwing out a neg. Yeah, I think we all know that. What's no? I actually don't know that. Oh, really? I don't know what a neg. Is. I meant so what you got. Bo, never had to use a neg. Right? He, he uh, puts on his green shirt. He, he did it though. That's what he did when he when he uh when he when he met the white people. He was like, "Did you key my car?" <laughs> and then she was like, "No." And he was like, "All right, you want to go out?" <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty accurate. Yeah. <laughs> well, that did you key my car? That's a neg. <laughs> a, a neg is like a backhanded insult, a negative comment about yeah. her, enough to get them like like what. I can't okay. believe you say that about me. So, but but so you got the interest accuse them, So I, I accuse you of a misdemeanor. <laughs> and then when you disagree, I go, well, I could, I'll take you out for dinner. You say, I might have accused of a misdemeanor, but miss, I like your demeanor. <laughs> <laughs> so th- again, so Did this, you just come up with that? Yeah, man. Hey. Off dome. This is why See? I do podcasts. <laughs> so, um, so, so, so again. Good rap name, misdemeanor. <laughs> and so uh, I'm going to go ahead and go on record here. I, I think I'm going to distance myself a little bit from this pickup artist culture. I hear it's a uh, pretty misogynist and not good for society. So I officially sure, don't espouse yeah. it, even though I know everything about it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, and it's especially, so the, the theory behind the neg on like a girl when you're walking up to her, or whatever, is that it's, it, the pickup artist guy will tell you is that um you, you want to go up to a 10 or whatever. And what she hears all day, I don't know how this got to be the topic. She hears people telling her how pretty she is all day. And so she's used to that. So when some guy comes up to her and it's like, hey, you're beautiful. Can I have your number? She's like, ugh, another guy or whatever. But if you go up to her and you're like, oh, n- nice dress. Uh, did you get that on Goodwill on 5th or on 20th? And she's like, oh, you're interesting. Because you're different than most guys. So okay. It, it, that's, the I theory, mean, that's the theory behind it. So, okay. Well, is that So true? in the movie Hitch, uh, Will Smith does that yeah. where he picks up a girl too where he uh, is a crowded nightclub. Uh, there's the hot girl there crowded by crowded around with people and stuff so he walks up to her breaks through the crowd gives her like a 10 or 20 and says hey uh miss uh can you get me like a uh a vodka and tonic or something like like implying that she is like a waitress there yeah you know and she gets so upset she follows him out and says hey i'm no waitress here's your 20 hours back but he got her away from the crowd of people and now they're talking that's called splitting the two set <laughs> it's all crazy. I don't know how I got it. So the reason I bring up this topic though is about the whole icebreaker thing and how do we? This is you, interesting. I'd like to know more about this pickup culture. You know, you don't. You're married with a kid. I, I know. But it, well, you could probably use it for like. <laughs> I'm out. I'm I'm ten years out of the game. <laughs> That's how long you guys been together? Uh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. It must be nice I, not to, have to worry about this for ten years. <laughs> well, I, I don't know. We got together. I guess when we were in, I was in college. So yeah. Yeah. That's the way you do it. Way to go. She really <laughs> she she really left out with you, Bo. <laughs> yeah, she I did. don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> you guys left out with each other. Okay, so uh icebreakers, icebreakers. Yeah, I guess my question to you guys was like, so what do you guys do to break the ice? I, I'm terrible at it. I'm terrible at it. Like, in, a, in any situation. You go up to situation. work, new coworker, you go hang out with a new friend, well, Lance brings a new person to the circle. How do you break the so ice? What do you I'm do? I'm the last person that does that. <laughs> okay. you You're like the like so um extroverted. Yeah, but I'm terrible at it. It's like both things are true. Is that I, yes, I'm extroverted and like I, I I'm pro- I probably if you counted the words on the podcast, I probably thought the most. But like when it's like hi new person yeah. or whatever, oh, 
the worst. I, I've been out enough with you a long time ago to the mm-hmm. clubs and such. Ah, yes. That every so often, <laughs> my heyday. You know, every so often, I'd be hanging out there. Then Lance, you know, you'd be like, "Hey, Johnny, I'll I'll, uh, I'll see you later. I'm gonna go make a round. I'd like a little circuit, a little circle around this club, mm-hmm. right?" Okay. Mm-hmm. And you know, he and never comes back. He never comes back, and I have to go find him. When I go look for him, he's talking to some girl. Always, ah, always. Okay, he's this is this is that's fake news. <laughs> fake news dot com. Uh, like I mean, so maybe here and there I might like go in the bathrooms and like uh, you know, give myself the Eminem rap. He's like, you got one shot, <laughs> one opportunity. Mom spaghetti. <laughs> you know, there's this vomit on your butt button down shirt already. <laughs> Mouse spaghetti, and then like get the get the guts up to go talk to some girl or whatever. But my success rate was super low. I'm like the worst at it. Now, now put me in like a classroom with somebody where I'm like exposed to you for you know periodic time, or whatever. A couple, give me you know a couple months, I wear you down. Yes, okay, <laughs> that's a done deal. If I have a long pro- prolonged duration with somebody, I can work on that. I've got but the it's, kind it's of charm. The, it's the opening line, and these days, now that I'm back in the dating game. You know, I was like, I'll put, I'll put it on the podcast, huh? It's podcast well, official. <laughs> in, in case there's anybody out there who wants to contact me, true, uh, get go go find Just us. Go to, the, go to the the first venture out uh, <laughs> <laughs> result on Google, and you'll find, and you'll find. <laughs> you, we should clarify this a little bit, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I it's interesting to me from a work standpoint as well as now a personal standpoint. Like, so if I'm going to start initiating conversation with somebody through text or through in person, like what? What's that first couple lines? Okay. You know? Yeah, yeah. Huh. That's that's gotta suck. That's gotta suck. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good. Uh, that's a good. Uh, good pep talk. Good pep, yeah, talk. Good, <laughs> talk. good pep talk. There you go, Johnny. You got it. Well, so Johnny, you're cool people. Like, uh, you know, so here's the thing that that I think doesn't happen enough that should happen is that like, okay, for example, I know Johnny. I know Johnny is is great, and that anyone would be lucky to have him or whatever. And I'm like, can can women not see that? Like he like him having to like you know, I don't know. Try, try, I don't want to say try hard, but like I see what what a great person he is, whatever. So it should be, and it just radiates it that he should be like, hey, hey, lady, and she should be like, oh, what a great person. That's that baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like, no, there's all these steps in between. Yeah, you, you, gotta, gotta, like, you gotta do the chase. You gotta yeah. make it enticing. You gotta, yeah. you gotta build that chemistry. You gotta, Olive Garden. That sounds very complicated. Oh, yeah, it's a mess, yeah. man. I remember, be thankful you're out of the game for 10 well, years. Well, yeah, I'm trying to think of what it was you like for me. You got to do Snapchat and Instagram. Uh, you have and to. You got to learn those emojis. You have. You don't have 500 followers. I don't. I'm not interested. You know, I think you're funny <laughs> and I think you're sweet, but your last post only got like 40 likes. So, no, thank you. <laughs> okay. Yeah. If that's how it is, man, that'd be tough. Because I, I, I just, I remember, I just you go up to him and just say the stupidest things. Yeah. You're like, hey, I'm six five and and, and handsome. <laughs> <laughs> And they're like, okay. Yeah, yeah. That's not my boy. That's not my boy impression. <laughs> that's that's yeah. pretty close. It is now. Maybe Bo in college. <laughs> yeah. no. Oh, man. Anyways. All right. How tall are you, Bo? I'm sorry? How tall are you? I'm 6'4". Man, okay. So at, at my uh, this family gathering I was at the other while ago, like my female, one of my female cousins, she's probably six foot herself. Yeah. But she came with a guy who was like 6'9". <laughs> this guy was- Whoa. They were tremendous. And she was in heels. They were both tremendous. Like he was kneeling to get through doors or whatever. I was like, good grief. I don't know. It's some big old kids. I don't know, right? All right. Well, if uh, any of our listeners out there have some good uh, opening lines or uh, breaking the ice type lines, send them in. I need the help. Uh, okay. But but not lines. So this is the thing, right? Well, it's, uh, not, it's not a line. It's a real opening. So I, I, mean, yeah, I, I, I don't like okay. a line. I don't like negs, obviously. Mm-hmm. It's just how do you 
authentically, I hate that word too, but how do you authentically <laughs> kind of just like meet somebody and greet somebody? Where? And get to a point where it's exciting. Where do, where do you do it? Are you go in the grocery store? you in the gym? I feel like that's not appropriate. Nope. Yeah. Uh, okay. Like, how do you come off as authentic and sincere, uh, funny, confident, and um, like, uh, in like one sentence, right? And that's, I guess, why people kind of have these canned responses, right? Well, yeah. Because hey. they kind of, they think about these things and they work on them. They're like, you know, I know I'm a, a great person. How do I, you know, explain this to you without me saying, hey, you know what? I'm a great person. You need yeah. me and you don't know it yet. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Wow. That's powerful. May I just say that? <laughs> Tell you what, Johnny. Do, do five work on certain girls. Yeah. Do five of those and report back to this. <laughs> well, like at, at work, I have no problems at all. I, I feel like at work, I'm one of the more rare person who actually greets people. Because when You're I walk in a power at work, though, too, yeah, maybe that's a difference. Where because were you always like that? A little bit, but more so now because I do feel like a part of an obligation piece of it, a responsibility. Where if I walk through the office and I just don't know somebody there, I'll yeah. walk in like, oh, hey, my name is Johnny Wynn, and who are you? And like, hey, so, so what do you do here? Where do you come from? All that good stuff. And like, hey, and, you know, I sit right over there. You need anything at all? Don't hesitate. Come on by. You know, or are you just curious about something? Just yeah. swing on by. Say hi. So, like, at work, it's no problem at all. Oh, yeah. Well, just take the same conference. Pretend you are the boss. In every situation? Of the bar. So, so if I'm <laughs> There you go. Pretend like you're a manager at the bar. Uh, uh, <laughs> I don't know if that's a good idea. <laughs> you're like, hey there. You join your hey. drinks. Enough ice in there? <laughs> <laughs> Do you like the food? I'll be back. Mm-hmm. Just make me around. Those napkins? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just, uh, who, who else? I hate so, when managers come and they ask me how my food is. I don't hate that. Oh, I hate that. I'm, gonna start, <laughs> I'm like, I'm, I'm like, going to start doing that at restaurants and not be the manager, though. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> hey, I just want to come out from the back of the kitchen. Just want to see how's your day doing and uh, how's the food in front of you? Oh, it's good. We're having a great time. It's lovely. Okay, great. Uh, hopefully, you'll come back next time. <laughs> it's great. So here's the funny thing that happens to me a lot. Speaking of like, that's uh, I, the theater of the mind. <laughs> I think I, I like our little role play there, but I think uh, you re- we really sold it. Uh, that's improv. <laughs> but like, as a guy who wears a lot of like polo shirts and then also headphones when I'm out and about, I get asked for directions about where stuff is in the store all the time because people think I'm like. <laughs> an employee there like if I have a red shirt oh, on yeah. or whatever yeah, yeah. and then like I have my one headphone in or whatever and then people yeah. are like oh it's it's, it's headset I'm like oh, excuse me sir I'm looking for the uh. oh yeah. yeah yeah a polo shirt with yeah. khaki pants yeah it's my done like, for it's my work uniform yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> but then like when I if I happen to wear a blue one I'm in yeah. Best Buy like three people will come up to me yeah. and then I, but then, and, and like my instinct is to be like well I don't want to just say no. I don't work here. Yeah. I say, well, let me. I, I try to think about if I know where the thing is, and then I'll tell. <laughs> you should just be like, I need a hug first. <laughs> I don't just make it like really awkward. I think that's <laughs> like I met this really weird employee. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't know where the power adapters were, though. <laughs> he said IL thirty. It was wrong. <laughs> but he's a good hugger. He's affectionate though. <laughs> good hugs. I'm a, I'm a good hugger. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for hanging out in the captain's red room. Cue outro music. Transfer of data is complete. All right. See you in the next segment. Hey, welcome back to the Junto Show. I'm Lance, and I am excited for Captain Marvel. Yeah, no, that's a nice intro. I am Johnny, and I'm still excited for Crazy Rich Asians. Third weekend, still going strong. Number Almost one. no drop off. Really? Almost not? Well, you know what? It, it wasn't uh, super high in the beginning. And then, and then I saw that it uh, it like maintained like some crazy percentage in the next week. What What's with the hand motion? That's super high. It's like, 
What are you comparing it, not, it to? It was, huh? it was, you know I'm sensitive to these hand motions. Well, I'm comparing it to Black Panther. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we also have Bo. <laughs> oh, it's Bo, yes. <laughs> yeah, okay. So I think I did see just kind of uh, in the background that it was a uh, Crazy Rich Asians was number one movie at least two weeks in a row. Has it made three? Three weeks in a row, right? Nice. First weekend, I think it made somewhere around 27. Second weekend. Roughly twenty seven. Yeah, which is which third, is insane. Yeah, like, third weekend. Normal drop off like forty percent. Yeah, third weekend twenty seven. Hey. It's like it's, it's it's holding strong, man. That's great. Good word of mouth. That's a that's got to be some type of hey, crazy record. We, we work hard for that, man. <laughs> um, okay, let's see what is what do we have here for our world famous uh, pop culture segment? Okay, uh, you know what? For a change, I'll get things started off. Okay. So in a rare uh, occurrence for me. I have listened to, to a new album, and I will mm, recommend if you like. So the new Eminem, out of nowhere, dropped an album, one of the surprise albums, which is the new the new wave people are doing. It's called Kamikaze, and it is Eminem's return to form. Uh, his lyric, he's back on top, buddy. His lyrics are uh, as crisp as ever. Uh, he's telling crazy stories. He's rhyming things you wouldn't believe, like he always does when, when he's at his best. the The beats are pretty good. Um, of the I don't know like twelve songs or whatever I think there's a good there's a good six on there I really like this album I'm really happy to see Eminem doing back what he was because he put out a couple of stinkers there and uh, this album's great so good all right he, but he's also so and it's a small thing he's 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 rapping in a very like 1990s subject matter thing or whatever like he's still talking about like uh being was it abusive to his wife and like mm. And all these things like that. I'm just like, oh, it, it rocks, but I feel like I shouldn't like this too much, but I do. But it's, you know, it's a thing. I don't well, it depends know. on what the message is, I well, guess. Well, I don't know. Music is problematic. Like, most music yeah. is problematic. But it's just like, yeah, Eminem, you're an old man. Are you still yeah. holding these views or whatever, saying the F word for gays and stuff? Like, what are you doing, buddy? Like, yeah, get it funny. together. Yeah, yeah, cool. yeah. But, you know, it's still, uh, his, lyrical a- pro- pro- his lyrical acumen is still. I've always said he's the best lyricist, so he, right. and he shows it again on this album. Right, right behind Drake. <laughs> right behind Drake. <laughs> Kiki. So oh I listened to um, uh, Childish Gambino's hey. new song, Summertime, I think it's See the video? I did, and I was going to ask you about it, because it basically is um, basically one reference after another yeah. of uh, like pop culture and, and rap, and I didn't follow it, uh, but I don't know if... You guys knew what some of the... Well, I'm glad you asked, Bill. Let me explain it to you. I'm kidding. Lance, (laughs) have you seen seen it? Yeah, I've seen it several times. Um, So here's the thing, man. I'm super duper out of touch. All I listen to is books on tape and podcasts. So I know... I recognized maybe like... I knew like the artists. There was like Nicki Minaj and Drake, and I don't know who um, Kanye is getting hugged by Michelle Obama. (laughs) (laughs) He got some backlash for that, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, I recognize maybe a third of the people or whatever. All these, I don't know. That last image was MJ. Yeah, that was that was yeah, when he was younger. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. your little Uzis and your your little yeah. your little uh, little pumps of the world. I have no idea who these people are or or whatever. So, but uh, I like the video. I um, it I was could, a very um. There's a there's a uh, vaporwave aesthetic to it. Mm-hmm. Ah, vaporwave. Yeah, interesting. Uh, also, I I am of the belief that uh, Childish Gambino, aka Donald Glover has beef with Drake, and if you look closely at the media that he puts out, he shades Drake all the time. And, and why is that? I don't know. I need to look it up. But even in this video, he's like, Drake's chasing somebody on a bike. and then Dangerous he, territory. I'm not sure which way I would fall on that one, depending on what the Ch- beef I'm is. Child, Childish Gambino, I think, is... 
a uh, much more interesting artist than Drake. Well, because mm, I don't know, man. What Drake's pretty <laughs> <laughs> trying to flip the table. Uh, I like I, li- I really like Childish Gambino, but but Drake is is no slouch. Like when he does SNL, he does a great job, and he his albums are universally praised, and uh, mm-hmm. he sings and. And uh, dances, I guess, <laughs> and uh, and, ra- and rap. <laughs> Drake's Drake's no slouch. Um, that's funny. And he was on Degrassi. So like, if you even want to give um, Gambino the acting edge, like Drake has acted too. Yeah. Uh, yeah come on, bo- Gambino yeah, has bo- ten times acting <laughs> edge. What are you talking about? I, you can't compare Drake and and Donald Glover to acting. Look, Drake. When when Lil Mikey, whatever his name was, got <laughs> got shot, and ended up in that wheelchair. Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Really gets you in the guts. <laughs> All right, uh, Johnny, what you, what you got? What you well, want? So last week though, we made a deal. Did we? Yes, we made a deal. Did anybody here follow up on the deal? Because I did, <laughs> and that's why I'm bringing it up. I know I saw it. The, I saw it in the show notes, and I was like, I was like, <laughs> I did not listen to the R&B sensation that is LMA. All right, what was I supposed to yes. do? You're supposed to do something. Oh, I did it then. <laughs> it was great. You were supposed to listen to a Warhammer, I think. Oh, the Warhammer book, or um, just a book that I recommended. Oh, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's right. That's not right. a week. That's not a week time thing. Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, we'll start go back to this in a month then. But I did start the Americans because Lance was talking so much good stuff about it last time. Show's great. And it's a good show. Ooh, I, I'm uh, good. Good. We're in different places with it. <laughs> what you said? Good. It's not great. Oh yeah, yeah. It, it's a good show, but I think it might build up for me a little more. I'm only like an episode and a half in, so I'm pretty light. Like not very deep into it yet. But okay. so far, so good though for sure. And I like the fact that there's. However many seasons, and it's all done. It's all there, ready to go. You know, so and, and, and important the thing we learned from Dexter and Lost. From all accounts, it ended well. Yes, that's <laughs> very nice. That's very nice. So, like, you know, I didn't think Dexter ended that badly. It was pretty bad. It was pretty bad. I was pretty disappointed. That's, that's you were horrible. disappointed. Yeah, that's horrible. Oh, okay, I guess that's a spoiler. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. so, so right. okay. uh, I was going to change topics. Uh, so, watched a movie last weekend. Fantastic movie, and. According to our movie mojos, it will not hit either one of you. And I'll just keep talking because I don't want Lance to interrupt me. So the movie I watched was called Juliet Naked, which is a fantastic movie starring Ethan Hawke. <laughs> okay, I ran out of breath. Go ahead, say it. Cinemalarity. <laughs> Cinemalarity? The, the, there's an ongoing debate between myself and Johnny about the proper term to use for your taste in movies and how close it is to somebody else's. Okay, that makes sense, yeah. He calls it movie mojo. That is a portmanteau, the cinemalarity. I call it cinemalarity. <laughs> okay. Which do you think is better, Bo? Um, so cinemalarity has the um, alliteration, but I think movie mojo, I don't know, movie mojo has the alliteration. Cinemalarity, I don't know what it is. It's like ma 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 ma. It's just great. Yeah. <laughs> in ways you can't describe I agree moving on yeah. <laughs> they're both good I, I will say they're both good thank you Bo so good I, job not taking a side yeah <laughs> so the movie we saw was uh, Juliet Naked starring Ethan Hawke it's a bit more of an indie movie and it also has that uh, female lead um, actress that I really like Rose Byrne she's from the X-Men movie she played um, Professor Xavier's love interest in the first couple uh, reboot Rose movies oh, she's fantastic man isn't that what um what uh they say in the end of uh <laughs> Citizen Kane. <laughs> Citizen Kane. Rosebud. <laughs> Rosebud. Oh, okay. this is Rose Byrne. Okay, sorry. So, the, so the concept of this movie is basically Rose uh Byrne is married. Girl from the Americans? No. Different? No, that's Felicity. Oh, the Americans Felicity. Similar. Felicity Byrne? <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
so 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 Rose Byrne. You when you're like, hey Felicity, nice dress. <laughs> so so Rose is married to this guy who's obsessed with his music artist from like a, several decades ago who dropped off the map, right? Played by Ethan Hawke. So her husband or boyfriend, whatever, is obsessed with this dude. Listens and oh, dissects every lyric. So I don't know. We keep on getting lectured about spoilers on this. This is in the trailer. So if it's in the trailer, it's fair game. Okay, I think that's fair. Okay, if cool. it's in the trailer. All right, go ahead. Um, so her boyfriend is obsessed with this artist from back in the day, twenty years ago. But then he dropped off the map. Nobody knows where this, this artist is. Um, anyways, Rose and the boyfriend get in a fight about how obsessed he is with this um, singer. They break up, and it just so happens Rose uh, connects with that artist, played by Ethan Hawke, and they strike up a romance, and then, you know, so and stuff ensues. But the way it uh, unplays is just super heartfelt. Oh. Uh, the characters are very developed. It just left you, it, you know, I walked out of the movie thinking like, man, there's a lot of takeaways there, a lot of stuff that I can identify with, a lot of stuff that I need to think about, mm-hmm. which is rare given the now coming out of the summer and all its blockbusters and the tent poles where yeah we got a lot of action fantastic movies with Infinity War and uh, Mission Impossible I thought about that but didn't I've, I've had long in-depth arguments about Infinity War did it change your life yes <laughs> but I'm trying to think change of, half of it this the, <laughs> the premise of this movie I feel really bad for the guy that broke up with this girl why? Why do you feel bad? The, guy, the guy's obsessed. I mean, again, just according to the trailer, the guy's like really obsessed with this music artist. Why? If, if okay, so it'd be like, um, I don't know. I, I can't think of a good thing, but my whole entire life is to meet this guy, right? To, to understand everything yeah. about it. And, you know, my significant other is like, you know, why you do that? That's the dumbest thing. And then you break up. And then she gets with the guy. That would make me mad. I'd be like, what? Or, or maybe you're happy for her that she gets to experience him in a way that you only prayed for. No, but I'd, well, I'd go like almost like single white female and stalk them and be so, like, he's mine. All right. So, so, so can I get into a little bit of spoiler territory here? So, okay. Well, you've been warned. You've been warned. Okay. Complainers. Okay. Three, <laughs> two, one. So the way it unfolds, they've been dating for a while, right? And The original couple? The original couple. Rose and the boyfriend. And the boyfriend is saying, oh, man, I just, le- I just heard this hidden track. It was amazing. Oh, it's just so life changing. And Rose was like, "No, it was good. I wouldn't say life changing, but you know, it was good." And that's what he gets so upset about. So it's not like I mean, she supported him and his obsession for a long time. And when this happens, he's like, "I, I, I don't know how I can be with anybody who doesn't appreciate music and how you don't think that's a fantastic song." Like I, the way the movie portrays it, he's he's unhinged to a degree, you know. Okay. So I, I, I take it that way. So she's been supportive for years mm-hmm. on this thing, and she's entitled to her opinion. And she didn't say it sucks or horrible or mean things. She just hey, you know what? I didn't think it was the best. So man, I wouldn't know how I would take it if somebody was like, man, I listened to this podcast and it was like, okay, not great. It's called the the Junto Show. I'd be like, you if someone told me that, I would be so excited. Like, you think it's okay? <laughs> <laughs> man, that's awesome. <laughs> I was gonna say it. It, it happened to me. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, the 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 previous girl. Uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. Look, just lie to me. I'm fine with that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Uh, that's cool. So, uh, Bo, you got anything you've uh, experienced? Uh, as far as uh, pop culture, n- no. I 
uh, still just doing some books on tape, listening to some more Warhammer. <laughs> but uh, I've taken, I guess, a week off from from doing a lot of pop culture stuff. I have tried to watch some on Netflix purpose? series. Well, not on purpose, but it's it's all on accident. So the Netflix series, I guess, I've been watch was Paradise PD, which is kind of like a family the guy. cartoon. Cartoon. I watched uh, one of those. I was like, I was like, yeah. I was like, yeah. Well, I was sitting, yeah. in, I was sitting around, and I was like, it's going to be stupid. And then I watched it, and I was like, oh, that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. So the it it's it has laughs. So if you like Family Guy, you use like a raunchier version of that. It's not too bad. It's kind of like Family Guy and Brickleberry kind of mixed. Yeah. There you go. That's a really good way of describing it. Yeah. Uh, the other thing is, I watched. I I can't watch it 100, percent but pretty much it was in, on the background. Disenchantment. It, Matt Green. I'm Matt watching Groening. that too. Uh, new show. I'm going to say that um, I feel as though Matt Groening and his shows need a couple seasons to find their footing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, well, I I'm, feel like I like the I love Futurama off, off bat. Oh, really? I would say yeah. I I like the the beginning of Futurama better than Disenchantment. Yeah, but Futurama definitely became a lot more in depth as the as the seasons wore on. I'm not sure that Disenchantment it it didn't. I don't know. It, it didn't feel like there was much of a story arc. It was just like it was more, I guess, like a traditional sitcom. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm so used to binging things where it's like this. They have the whole entire season is a single story instead of like these. You know, at the beginning of the show, there's like a completely new story that goes uh, along, and so you have these. I don't know what the best way to describe it is. Know, how many episodes? Like ten. Yeah, yeah ten. Nice. Ten disparate kind of stories, and you know, at the end of it, you're like, eh, it's just okay. So it's not a, it's not like a, excuse me, like I don't know, a story arc. There is to, there is some story arc, but the 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 real interesting story arc doesn't start till probably the end. Whenever they just kind of leave you on a cliffhanger with uh, some some questions, you okay, know. Yeah, that's a spoiler. Yeah. <laughs> oh, is that a spoiler? I don't know, man. It's it's, it's so, all spoilers. <laughs> so let's talk about. It. So what is a spoiler? What does this beef our fans <laughs> have with us here? So if I say if I say there is a um, cliffhanger, a cliffhanger or a tease at the end, the near the end where you where you, you know that, they they leave an open ended question that in itself is a spoiler. That, there is an that argument. Is, an, that, that is an argument somebody is making. One fan out of the hundreds <laughs> of fans we have is saying that that is in itself a spoiler. Okay. The so innum- I mean, how do I innumerable fans? Yeah. <laughs> because okay, so okay, maybe I, I haven't learned the art of the uh, what is it the the deal. review. Uh, I, it's it's all subjective. Okay. Okay, but there there is an argument to be made that if you put the bug in somebody's ear, that um that it leaves on a cliffhanger, or that there's a big twist at the end of the movie. Okay. That then they are expecting it, and it alters their way of viewing said media in a way mm. that I is get it with the twist. Unnatural. Well, it's a cliffhanger. What is a cliffhanger? But a well, it's not a, a twist. twist that only goes halfway. <laughs> <laughs> is a cliffhanger a twist that only goes halfway? I'd say so. It's like a twist. Okay. Well, so I, I guess I never thought of like I, saying, "Hey, there's a cliffhanger." Because oh, you think most shows in the cliffhanger? Like I was talking to somebody, yeah. and and they got mad when I was like, um, I was like, oh, uh, 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 it was a, I think it was Crazy Rich Asians or something like that, and then I was like, uh. Yeah, they, they end up together at the end. And they're like, whoa, spoiler alert. And I was like, it's like... It's a wrong... It, it's like a 90, classic rom-com. Yeah, you should assume that. Like, okay, Alex, my bad. And Spider-Man, you know, beats Dr. Octopus, yeah. too. Like, it, I mean, what are we... Spoiler. <laughs> okay. but, but if it didn't end with those two together in any rom-com, the point is we shouldn't say, oh, hey, there's a cliffhanger. In the end. Oh, hey, there's a twist in the end. Yeah, I would, we I shouldn't probably say would, that. Yeah, I shouldn't say there's a, so I shouldn't say yeah. there's a cliffhanger twist. So maybe you should just yeah. cut all my 
<laughs> commenting out of here. It's fine. It's well, fine. I, I guess like, the have... show's not so great that I'm like going to be mad that it's spoiled. I will finish it, yeah. but it's uh, middling. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I would say it's a yeah. I give it the old middle thumb. <laughs> right up the old. Uh... <laughs> right up the old middle thumb. <laughs> So, so is that a best practice we need to start incorporating into our our, our speech now? Where, as we were doing pop culture reviews, we we can't be like, oh hey, there's a spoiler at the end. I mean, I mean, and, and I agree. I, I don't think that's a good way to say, hey, this movie has a cliffhanger or this movie has a spoiler. Okay. That in itself alters it. Let's uh, let's 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 pose this question out in, in the real world. Yeah. Over the next week, and then yeah. and then come back with our results. Okay. All right. Okay, because we do not follow up. <laughs> so, so maybe so I'm trying to think of. You know, I kind of want to say that, you know, for the first eight episodes, ho hum. The last two episodes starts to get better. Okay, that's fine. That's I think that's fine because I heard the same thing about Stranger Things. It's I, more and I should preach that. Or start. Who told you that about Stranger Things? That show rocks from beginning to end. I and the reviews I've heard, I haven't gone way through it, but I agree. Is season two, whatever ten episodes, the first. Four to six episodes is slow, but then it really picks up at the end. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking like, like that's like the 100 or Better Call Saul. I would say. Like, yeah. Well, better. Well, Better Call Saul is just slow the whole time, and yeah. then and then somehow after you're done, you look back on it and say that was amazing, amazing. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. it's boring the whole time. <laughs> uh, uh, let's see. In Eminem news, this thing I saw some uh, was that I got this from the guy who runs the Extra Gravy. They podcast. have caramel in them. <laughs> Side note: There's a million new types of candy out. Lots of new Eminems. Mint and caramel and stuff, and I had these. Oh, we're talking about the candy M M&M. No, we're not. But Bo brought it up, and so uh, and so the fat, the fat kid in me came out. I had some chocolate covered Oreos the other day. Wait, wait, wait! What? <laughs> Oreos are already chocolate covered. They were dipped in chocolate. Oh, okay. Yes. So they were they were okay. Yeah. yeah Submer- chocolate submerged Oreos. Chocolate on chocolate. It was Wakanda in there. It was great. <laughs> All right. So um, uh, I did not. So this guy but deep did, down <laughs> white. <laughs> that's a that's a T'Challa. <laughs> T'Challa. <laughs> yeah, it's a Killmonger. Okay. Chocolate on chocolate. Okay. All right, so um this guy uh he he tweeted uh so I was this is about the Eminem. He said, I did not know that Eminem dissed Michael Jackson and then Michael Jackson sued him, then Eminem apologized, then Michael Jackson bought all of Eminem's publishing. <laughs> he said he's a savage. Sony bought back the rights to Eminem's music in twenty sixteen. So for nine years my, uh, Michael Jackson owned uh <laughs> Eminem's uh <laughs> his entire music catalog. He bought it for like three hundred seventy million dollars. <laughs> way to do it! <laughs> it's a good revenge there. It's one way to squash that beef. Yeah, it's crazy rich. Uh, Michael Jackson. Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's see what else we got going on. Um, uh, Henry Cavill to play the lead in a Netflix version of The Witcher. Bo, did you play The Witcher? Uh, Henry Cavill's playing that. Yeah. Does, can sure. Henry Cavill be The Witcher? Henry Cavill's not the. Henry Witcher. Cavill can do anything. Henry Cavill's not The Witcher. Uh, you know better than me. I thought it was cool. All right. Henry Cavill being The Witcher? I haven't played The Witcher, but I like Henry Cavill. And I'm like, okay, this show is now, I hear the game's good. I don't have to play the game. I can watch the show. It's got a big star in it. It'll be great. Yeah, but, okay, so so I played, I didn't play the latest Witcher, which I really wanted to play, but I didn't have time. But the previous Witcher I, was a, is a fantastic game, and the new Witcher is also fantastic. The The Witcher is like a jaded, um, like broken soul who is like, a, you know, almost like a sword for hire kind mm-hmm. of die kind of guy. Henry Cavill does not play, uh, like, doesn't strike me as a guy that can play a broken, gritty person. I think he's got better acting, acting chops than you give him credit for. Okay. I have no proof of this. I would say <laughs> I have put him into the squeaky clean person category. You know, he was great in that one spy movie. Uh, Mission Impossible. 
Yeah, the one before that. It was. Oh, really? It was. Yeah. It was. He was like the American spy, and there was the Russian spy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. they were in like. Um. Damn. That's a good movie. It started the girl from X Men Kena. Yeah. Too. And that was that was a great movie. And he was perfect in that movie. Yeah. So. Mm, okay. Well, I think that's a excellent show there. Thanks, guys, and thank you most of all out there for listening. Uh, Junto, what do you call the guys? The Benjamins, the, the OGs, the, the OG Benjamins. Thank you all. You got the little Benjamins. <laughs> you got the mature Benjamins, and you got the OGs. The man from Uncle. Okay, so um, yeah. thank you guys for listening. Uh, please leave us five stars in uh, iTunes or whatever uh, podcast medium you find. Also, post about us on your social media because that's a good way of spreading it. Also, you send your friends an email and say, hey, I have found the best, po- a good, decent look. Please listen to this podcast. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> these guys are okay. No. Carry your pitch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so um, uh, send us, if you have anything you wanted to comment yep. on, send us uh, to show at com. Or at uh, Junto Show Pod on Twitter. Until then, uh, I'm Lance. I am Johnny. And I'm Bo. Thanks for listening.